you know how the people say like um all these uh tricks to like stretch your tongue and your mouth when you have to perform mm-hmm. my new thing is the cookies are cooling in the kitchen the cookies are cooling in the kitchen faster the cookies are cooling in the kitchen the cookies are cooling in the kitchen that's a good one. Oh, it's great the cookies are cooling in the kitchen Well, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing today? How are you doing? <laughs> We're just here to say welcome to episode 16. I love that so much. We are just here to say. You know, that's that's what we're here tonight. We have to find purpose in this strange, strange world yeah. that we are in right now. And for me, the purpose is to tell you that you're on episode 16 tonight. <laughs> You're on episode 16 or one, or it could be four. Maybe you're skipping around. Who does that? You might be a serial killer if you don't listen in order. It's highly yeah. likely, but we're on episode We've, 16. I know. We are celebrating our sweet 16 <gasps> as a podcast. That's so cute. You know, in this, in this dire time. Um, so we're celebrating. So cheers, Tiffany, sweet 16. Cheers. I can't make the cheers noise. Oh, wait, oh yeah. Here. Great. Clink. <laughs> Clink. That is not water. Woohoo. No, it's not water. <laughs> Even apart, we make sure to have our alcohol at hand. <laughs> we do. Josh goes, do you he goes, do you guys ever record without drinking? And I go, No. No, we're not crazy. <laughs> but it's not like we're drinking either. That's not a fair statement. No, but it's not like a no. Do we always yes. have one? Yes. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Is he judging us on it's no. we're just classy. I know. We're just classy bitches. <laughs> exactly. And what do they say? It's a social lubricant. Yeah, it is. I just miss social anything. I do. It's an excuse to hang out and it feels a little bit closer to home to have a drink in hand. It's true. I miss all things social except for distancing. Yes. We're just marching on. We are. And we hope that you are doing well. Or as well as you can be. I we, I've seen that meme or something going around a post where it's like in no joking whatsoever like we're all experiencing some form of a storm and like the whole meme is essentially saying some people are seeing like a little rainstorm and it's like this you know warm fuzzy thing we're getting to like step aside and just enjoy some time with the family other people are experiencing like hurricane force winds and it's tearing their home apart so we're all experiencing this in a variety of ways yeah Um, that's an interesting analogy to describe all of this yeah, it was. It's basically trying to encourage people to realize, like, we are all in. We're all experiencing a storm, but all of our storms don't look the same. Because, again, for people who, even in our situation, who still have jobs and we're not too stressed financially yet, um, it's still been a crazy situation at home. But like, I also can't imagine someone who is facing no jobs and the kid thing and everything it's it's just I don't know and then like there's I'm in this group text with some mom work friends and then we'll joke about like the people who are bored Mm -hmm. you know and I know you don't have kids but you're also working but it's like people are like what are you doing with your time and I'm like what do you what do you mean 
I don't have any time right now. Yeah, you're like, um, I'm not having any trouble finding things to do with every single minute of my life. Of Every single, yeah. So all that said, I guess kind of just wanting to reach out and kind of say like, hey, if any of you listeners that are listening to us right now during this time, if you... I don't know, need anything, have a message, want to talk to us, love to be a place where we could chat or talk about what's going on in people's lives. If, if you want to share or, or need a listening ear, um, we're here. So. Totally. And I would love to give people some bad advice. So yeah, <laughs> let's, true. Let's, enter, you know? let's entertain each other with things I know yeah. nothing about whatsoever, but I would love to tell you what to do in any given situation. We can situation. be a friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> Bad advice from friends. That's next episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But maybe at some point. But yes, in all seriousness, like Brittany said, write us a letter, y'all. We don't have a mailing address, but um, we would mm-hmm. love if you would handwrite it and take a picture and send it at least. There you go. Let's put in some effort. We need some effort yeah. on these. <laughs> just kill yeah. some time. Uh, no, we enjoy <laughs> the feedback. So also speaking of handwriting, I feel like the I do so little of it that the few times I do or like the last time I would have handwritten anything I'm like oh that's how I write Uh I I don't I just forgot totally do you remember being like a teenager too or like young and trying to like reinvent your handwriting oh yeah or your signature I had to have like a signature girl and I don't know what that looks like at this point. It's just whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm still quite proud of the first letter of my last name, like how I write it. I think it was just really inventive, and I definitely spent some time <laughs> trying to get it right when I was like 19 or 20. And um, yeah. I like how I write the M in Morgan. Yeah, that's great. And as long as it's my last name, I'm going to keep making it pretty. <laughs> it's real pretty. Um, but yes, I remember being 13, 14, 15, and like going through phases where I'm like, now I'm going to be that person who only writes in capitals. I only write in capital <laughs> letters. What do you think about that? That I'm really interesting? Yeah, me too. I am interesting. Thanks. Yeah. You Things had to graduate like from like the hearts above the eye to then like just capital because you're way more cool and like oh, interesting. Yeah. And then you would do like a drop yeah. cap. So you would have like a oh, big yeah. like first letter to every sentence, capital, mm-hmm. whatever. But then the rest are still capitals, but they're little capitals. It's like you're writing some form of book where like the first yeah. chapter, it's yeah. like your big letter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I like when I still write like a thank you or a greeting card or something, I feel like I still do that. I'm like, mm, good work, Tiff. Oh, I got, I meant to tell you, getting your thank you in the mail was like, oh, Tiffany, Tiffany sent us a thank you card and it was so beautiful when I saw it because like you never get, all we get is bills, (laughs) bills, bills, bills in the mail and then you get a little thank you card and it was very sweet and I forgot to text you, but thank you. No, it's fine. Thank you for the thank you. Well, yes. Thank you for you. <laughs> I appreciate that, but um, it's like the it, well, the reason I even thought about a thank you card is just because that's the one time I write anything. Same, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of it's pressure. Crazy. I feel so this week. You had a great idea for this week's podcast. I'm excited. I know. I'm very into it. We are going to do a little question answer, get to know you session. Uh, we're two besties here, and you know what? Every week we learn something new about each other. So why not go on this journey with us? and see us learn more about one another (laughs) and if you're just here listening because you find us entertaining and hilarious of course um you'll get to learn more about us too so so we're definitely just like (laughs) ripping off these questions I feel oh we are oh no doubt I feel like we'll come up with our own going through it maybe and if our brains aren't working we won't at all 
but um, we're a hundred percent pulling from some lists and we can share those lists. Mm-hmm. I think these are fun things to talk with your best friend about your spouse, a sister, a brother, if you're close with your family, things like that. So we will share that information from you. If we find a question interesting, we'll ask it. If we don't find a question interesting, we will not ask it. You know why? Because we are the host <laughs> and we can do whatever the hell we want. We can do whatever you like <laughs> or we like, not you like. <laughs> whatever you like. Yeah. To. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. We're a riot. Okay. Do you want to kick off question number one? Do you know what you want to ask first? And and I think we'll both answer. Yes, we'll both answer. Okay. And the first question I'm going to ask you is what is the best compliment you've ever received? Okay. I definitely have an easy answer for this. I think that the best compliment I ever received, I used to work in casting, reality TV casting, and I was working with some great friends of mine and they complimented me on, I think like what I was wearing that day or something. The way that it all culminated was Richard and Tim are two friends of mine um, from that casting world for years, and they're both gay. They're not in a relationship together or anything, but they're both two gay guys, and we're having this conversation that day, and they told me that I would be an amazing gay man. Interesting. And I thought that that was such a compliment and they absolutely meant it as a compliment too. They were like... You would be... explain. Can you yeah. explain the so answer? So they were basically trying to say that like I'm very well organized. I'm very communicative without like being like catty, I guess, or bitchy. They were just like, you would be very good at being a gay man. That's cool. It was such a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Especially coming from them. Yes. Exactly. I'm like, you're telling me that I fit in with you is what it was. It really was this weird, like, um, like fuzzy belongingness <laughs> that it gave me. Aww. Where I was like, really? Like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Oh, that's it very was. Sweet. They were just telling me, I, I feel like I'm not even describing this well, but they were just basically telling me that I had my shit together is how it felt. Yeah. And I was like, and they were identifying with you yes. and saying, like, you're, you could be a part of our community. A hundred percent. And like, that's exactly what it was. It's like, I'm a completely straight woman. <laughs> And they were like, you would be a really good gay man. And I was like, yeah, I will take it. Everybody likes a gay man. Yeah. And that's a great response. And now I have assessed that my answer is way too shallow. <laughs> I don't know if mine's not shallow. It's basically them complimenting no, me on. They complimented how shallow. I dressed and like how I like handled and carried myself. Tell me your shallow answer. I want your shallow answer. It's one that like I'm OK. So I'll just say I'll give the little preface that. I was 17 at the time, 16 or 17, and we had a missions team, a missions group, whatever, come into town. So it was, I was surrounded by people I didn't really know, but like I tended to like, a team would come in and then I'd bond with them and go do everything with them and then they would leave and I'd never see them again. But now I'm Facebook friends with like hundreds of them. So it's like we're besties, you know? And so, so there was a guy on the trip, (laughs) there's a guy on a trip and he was a few years older than me. And at some point, like, we became, and I, I know this sounds ridiculous and probably very naive, but we genuinely became, like, good friends. There was nothing romantic from my side, at least. And at some point in that trip, basically told me, he was like, you're very beautiful. Like, you have a face like you could be a supermodel, which obviously Ooh. I'm 5'5". Five five. I am not, I'm not supermodel material <laughs> whatsoever. But at the time, and even at the time, I didn't think that, but it was like this... I feel like I was just always, like, seen as this little tomboy, cute kid. And it was just, like, nobody had told me I was beautiful like that before. 
and for some reason, that moment has stuck with me many for many years. I don't years. think I mean, that's I was, shallow at all. It was 17 years ago, and I can still see it. I, can, I was getting into a van. It was a weird moment where we were around other people, and he was just like, has anybody ever – I think it was one of those things where he was like, has anybody ever told you, like, you should model? He was like, you really have, like, the face, which I'm like – because I am short, but... Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing about like, print modeling is your height doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but it was very sweet. And it was one of those moments where, like, even now when I'm feeling, like, really gross, I'm like, oh, at one point somebody thought I was really pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think that's, I like, no, I actually think that's really profound because they, I don't know, they're, they make up all these statistics, don't they? But they talk about how much more apt you are to remember the negative things somebody tells you versus the positive things someone tells you. Yeah. So for somebody to tell you something positive and for it to stick with you like that, I think that that's really meaningful and pivotal. And I don't think that's shallow at all. It just feels very shallow because I'm like, oh, somebody thought I could, I, I was pretty enough to be a model. Woohoo. But well, no, I, I think that's actually so special is because what it was was in that moment on whatever friend or not a friend took his breath away. Like, oh, he just saw like, all of the beauty that is in you yeah and commented on it and I just think that's amazing thank you I, I think well I think for me the other thing that I think back on is in that time I was like the most like I wore no makeup and just thinking like oh somebody thinks I'm pretty just by being me and I think I think so I think there was like layers to oh, yeah. it and it felt like I was truly being myself in around those group of people as well for sure like you were completely in your own element and being yourself entirely and somebody said that yeah huge and you know what accurate (laughs) okay question for you yes in the past people were buried with the items they would need in the afterlife what would you want to be buried with so that you could use it in the afterlife I think I would want to be buried with my phone assuming it would still work because the logical side of me is like (laughs) where am I gonna plug it in (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um no assuming it works assuming the item you bring over has all the capability capabilities that it has now yeah I would say like your basic iPhone because it can give you access to everything yeah I would definitely I would use it to like I would use it to mess with people for sure yeah yeah I was gonna say a vibrator but your phone can vibrate (laughs) so Assuming it has endless battery capabilities, I'm going to go with phone two, a vibrating phone. Your turn. Um, Have you considered running for president? I considered running for president of my fifth grade class, but there was this (laughs) kid named Blake who had like the most confidence of anyone I've ever met who was like four foot one and Blake was running and I just could not go up against Blake. So no, I didn't run for fifth grade president and I lost. How about them apples? (laughs) I no, I would never want to be I would never want to be president. Same. I 100% would never want to be pre- president and have no desire to be. No, thank you. If you had to choose one thing you were most passionate about, what would it be and why? Girl, you're asking some hard questions. Well, you asked an easy um, one, so I had to follow it up. Okay. <laughs> I think my simplest answer like I part of me wants to say like learning because I like to continuously learn but like really the answer is music because on so many levels it speaks to my soul it affects a lot of the areas of um even my career of things that as as much like television and movies and things like that um so I would probably say music it's just a way it's a language that I think if you understand it, you get it. And for some people, it's like just entertainment. But 
for me, it feels like more than that. But I haven't allowed myself to completely get into it in that way for a while. So good answer. Good answer. I think I would say the thing that I'm most passionate about probably is just like mental health, like mental wellness. Mm. I've been passionate about anything just because it affects every single part of your being. And I'm like, like being completely transparent, not in a good place in mental health right now. I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety and ruminating thoughts and all these kind of things, which I think a lot of us are because we're so displaced. And so I'm not even, I'm not hard on myself about it, but I've just been having these moments where, you know, you sit around and imagine your life and like what you want things to look like. And in our imaginations, we're a hero. Yeah. Everyone around us, if anyone's flawed, they're all flawed and we're not. Yeah. And I'm like, the last few weeks, I've just been a monster in my personal life is how I feel. I've been an absolute monster. When I imagine like a beautiful life in it, I'm not behaving the way that I do. I've just been generally unkind and not nice and short. And, you know, I am having my first quarantine period. (laughs) So that doesn't (laughs) help with anything. But um, I have not been in my behavior, the hero of my story whatsoever. And that is coming from a place of my mental health and mental wellness right now is not good. Yeah. So I think that I would say the thing I'm most passionate about is people being emotionally and mentally well to a place where they can live their best life, which is such like a Instagram bio thing to say. And I hate it, but but we only get a few minutes here and like you want them to be the best ones you can have. So yeah. I think that's probably it. And on that note, I should start taking my Prozac at the right time every day. (laughs) The right same time, Brittany. It's kind of key. I'm like, one day I'll take it at noon and the next day 6 p.m. and the next day 9 a.m. and the next day I don't take it at all. It's a problem. That's, I bet that was a good answer. I feel like if part of me wants to go back and be like my family, which I sh- is what I probably should have said, but I was no. thinking more in terms of like career or like no. not career, but yeah. just outside of that. Totally. No, no, no answer changing. I loved your answer. Yeah. No, I, you know, I'm keeping it. Great. <laughs> I won't allow anything different. <laughs> what are some of your own personal goals in the next five years? Hmm. A personal goal is for me, I want to write a children's book which we briefly mm-hmm. touched on last week. Um, and I also want to become personally debt-free in five years. Those are huge for me. I think that money is the root of all evil, but it's also the key that accesses every door. And when you don't yeah. have it, like you, you're just in trouble. So I don't know if that means I need to get out of our capitalist nation. I don't know what it is. Maybe I want to be Canadian <laughs> in the next five years. Maybe that's yeah, on my list. Maybe. Yeah. What about you? Um, definitely what you just said. So being debt free, it's, it's a kind of a sad thing where Curtis and I were having this conversation and he's 35. I'm going to turn 34 in a couple months and being like, in when you say things like five years, you go, well, he's going to be 40. And never did I ever think that we would be having these conversations at all at five years being 40 going, oh, we'd still be in debt of some sort. It's, it's all the life choices where we lived, going to school, Whatever. It is what it is. Um, So I would say, yes, uh, being debt-free in the next, I'd say, like, three to five years, probably five is more realistic. Um, I would love to buy a house in L.A. in the next five years is kind of our hope. Maybe I'd like to have some sort of, like, side gig going for myself in terms of editing And honestly, in five years, like, I want to be looking at some supervising producer slash 
at executive producer roles. Ooh. I feel like for me, I mean, five years, I feel like that's not unrealistic. No, not at all in the place i'm at so yeah let's set some goals and also super hot that sounds like an aphrodisiac (laughs) um i don't know if we'll have answers for this but i have to ask okay what is the closest you have ever come to being arrested i feel like and this is not a great answer because i've not been very adventurous in the crime world in my life (laughs) (laughs) um believe it or not right now britney's wearing a black beanie (laughs) You know, with, you know, it's, I'm, if you know me, I wear a lot of black and gray and beanies are often associated with that. Also with criminals. It's fine. Also with criminals. Um, oh, also today when I went to Best Buy to get the thing, I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a mask. And so I wore like, I have like a ski thing that goes over your ears like this. So I wore it here and then I put it up in my mouth. And so I look like a criminal. It was like came here and you could just see my eyes. Smooth criminal. Anyways, I feel like the closest would, would be like we were telling the story to my brother the other day was like when we were actually driving from California to Kansas, Kansas City, Curtis and I, we had, we had brought the kids out and then I flew back with Curtis so that I could help him drive to Missouri and we were only a few hours away from Missouri and a cop stopped us and it was like all those YouTube videos where things just it doesn't under it doesn't make sense why they're arrest why they're like stopping you or whatever. All those things came to mind because we're like, we don't know why he pulled us over. It's almost dark. We weren't really speeding in the sense of like pulling us over kind of speeding. Um and basically he questioned us for like ten minutes about he didn't believe that we were doing what we were doing he was I was like we're moving to Missouri we have kids in Missouri but our car was empty because all our shit had already been brought through the with the truck so it was just the car and he he kept questioning us and then going back to the car and coming back 10 minutes yeah and we never ended up getting a ticket but he just he was just not convinced that our story was real that you were moving and this is a boring no what is his problem it was very strange that is very very strange. strange do you feel like he was actually a cop he, he was definitely a cop. It was a cop car and everything, but it felt like he was looking for a reason to search the car because he kept looking in the back and being like, well, you're saying you're moving and yet there's yeah. like nothing in the back. I'm sure, and, I'm sure the problem, Brittany, was that you were wearing a black beanie and he couldn't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back on mine, I definitely have one where I thought I was going to get arrested and I like had to smooth talk myself like my way out of it. But looking back on it now at the age that I'm at now, I don't think I was ever going to get arrested. I think he was just trying to scare me. Ah. So I would have been 17 and there was, you know, like you hear those old cute stories about people going to like lover's lane and places like that in the fifties mm-hmm. and sixties, things like that. Right. Yeah. So in the town that I grew up in, um, we didn't have a lover's lane, but we had a little area called Sly road and Sly exactly s-l-i-g-h for whatever reason but still it sounds saucy and that's because it was so sly road <laughs> um i'm from florida and it's very flat everything's flat but on the south end of lakeland florida there is a few hills there's some hills believe it or not so if you would drive up into sly road and this was 15 16 17 years ago so when you would drive up there there would be um a little area at the end of a cul-de-sac where homes had not yet been built and now there are definitely homes at the end of this cul-de-sac but at the time there weren't so you would drive up there and you would pull out and past the homes that did exist onto this 
like grassy area that overlooked the city as much as you could in a flat town with one small hill. Yeah. So that's why everybody would go there. And at night it looked so pretty. It was twinkly. So I found out about it from one boyfriend and then I wasn't dating that guy anymore. And then I, and then I was dating someone else and we went up to Sly Road and I took him there. So the first time I went to Sly Road, I had been taken. But the second time I went to Sly Road, I took someone. Mm. So we went up there. And what you have to do, you have to drive out in that grassy area. And you have to turn your lights out so that your car can't be seen. So I was up there with my boyfriend. And there was definitely stuff happening. And all of a sudden, <laughs> there is a light beam shining into the car full-blown directly into the car like that cop light you know not even its flashlight that one that's on the side of the car yeah the spotlight so that is shining into the car and we were in the back seat so we like scrambled into the front seat before the cop got to the to the car yeah and he walked up and knocked on the window took us out one by one I think you took him out first I think and then he took me out second. And I'm just sitting there watching him back there talking to him. And he gets back in the car. And then the cop comes and takes me out separately and takes me back there. And I pulled the preacher card 100%. Oh, I yeah. I went back there with the cop. And I was like, listen, I am here with my boyfriend. I was like, nothing was happening. Nothing's going on. We're just like out. And he had never been up here. And I wanted to show him the pretty lights. Like, I can smooth talk when I need to. I said to him, I said, listen, I said, my dad is a preacher. And if you call my house right now and call my parents, you're going to ruin my life. <laughs> That's what I told him. And I, but I was very serious about it. I wasn't, I was just very respectful. And I was just like, you will ruin my life. I was like, I will be in more trouble than I've ever been in my entire life. And we weren't doing anything wrong. So he like takes me back to the car, lets me sit there. He let us sweat for so long, Brittany. Yeah. Like 10 or 15 minutes, he just let us sweat. And then he came back up and said, you know, you're on private property. Don't ever come back here. And he let us go. But, oh my I mean, the whole ordeal was, like, over 20 minutes for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it was just terrifying because we were trespassing. We're in a private neighborhood. But nobody... Were the windows fogged up? Likely. <laughs> highly likely. Are you kidding me? It's Florida. Like, it's Florida. all you gotta do yeah. is breathe. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely... And now looking back, I'm like, we were 17 and, like, there's no way he was going to arrest us. Worst case scenario, he would have called our parents. But that would have been yeah. worse than being arrested. Yeah. So um, he let us go. It was fine, but never went back to Sly Road until later. I did many, many years later, and they had built houses everywhere we used to park. So yeah, I don't like to have run-ins with with authority. With, no, same. <laughs> um, okay, let's do a couple. Let's do a couple short and sweet ones. So let's find. So I'm gonna ask you, what's your favorite beer? My favorite beer. Are you ready for this? Yeah, definitely Bud Light Lime. Really? And I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I love Bud Light Lime. Like, I feel like I need to be at a pool when it's really hot, and that's a, it tastes amazing. That's when I want beer in general. Yeah, same. And in, in, let me clarify on that a little bit. I have no uh, patience whatsoever for Bud Light, Budweiser, shitty beer. I don't. But Bud Light Lime saves me the job of putting a lime into my Corona, and that's why yeah. I like it. Because <laughs> I love a me good, a Corona. It's a good call. What's yours? Good call. Um, I'd probably say I'm going to do the thing where I don't just pick one, but I'm going to give you a few. But I'd say Corona with lime, a blue moon, or just like a sour beer. I'm a big fan of the sour beers. Interesting. I don't like them. Oh, I love them. I like, if I could just find all the sour beers, I would order them. So I, yeah. 
yeah when I discovered that was a thing I was like oh okay I'm I'm in so yeah I don't know I can't do it it just tastes I don't know I guess I should like it I like sourdough bread but I don't I don't know I love it I want to ask you a question that's not on the list I want to ask you like a religious question okay what what is your favorite praise and worship song Ooh, there there is a favorite one and i'm i'm terrible with names as we've established and i can't think of what it's called right now just sing the whole thing start at the beginning i i can't even think it's like i can only feel it and i can't so oceans is one. Oh, totally that's like Love one of my oceans. top five um if we're talking about just like nostalgic ones that stick in my head all the time but are not necessarily my favorite like Jesus lover of my soul or lover of my life totally is like I don't love it but it's like can the song die or is it just gonna live forever it's a loop (laughs) it's the song that never ends it's the Christian song that never ends (laughs) I do love oceans though oh oceans is still a great song and I love um like if we're gonna do old school for a second remember the song shout to the lord oh yeah I do it has a key change, so of course it I get chills. It does have a key change, yes. They all have it. Like, any good Christian praise and worship song has a key change. Yeah. Okay, my question is going to be, do you believe in superstition? Like, do you think it's real? As a whole, no. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, And I really mean what I just said. And the reason for it is, I don't believe in superstition, however... I'm a strong believer in coincidence. And maybe what I mean by that is I don't like if you actually believe in coincidence, it means you believe in nothing. Like the idea of coincidence is that things happen at the same time or with the same meaning for no reason. So I think I believe more in coincidence and superstition. But the reason I will say on some level I believe in superstition is because I don't want to be the reason that somebody else gets screwed up. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. That so makes what sense. I mean is like if I say something and then it comes to fruition for someone else, like if I was to say something about something going on with Josh or whatever, he's quite superstitious. Okay. And I would not want to, I honor the superstition is what I'm saying. I honor it because yeah. if something does go wrong, I just don't want to get blamed. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What about you? Yeah. No, I don't believe in any of it. knock on wood knock on wood knock on wood yeah knock on wood sure if it makes you feel better what is your favorite season of the year and why uh I would say fall um because I just like the cooler I like a cooler weather and I like the season change the leaves changing which doesn't really happen in LA so I would say if I'm speaking only for LA I'd probably say the spring because you still get a little bit of the crispness but a little bit of the warmth as well. Yeah. In LA, it's totally spring for me. In Florida, it's fall. Yeah. And the reason for that is because Florida's fall and LA's spring are like identical. Yeah, no, tr- same. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same because I love to be warm. I don't like to be cold and I am very, very hot natured actually, but I would rather be like outside by a beach than like freezing cold in the snow. And yeah, I think that's just a product of how I grew up. Totally. I agree. But yeah. And I'm like, I love like... Like I want to, I want to be in a situation where I can have like a cocktail by a pool with like way too much highlighter on my shoulders. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I am with you. I'm with you. With like the biggest hoop earrings you've ever seen. (laughs) And I love a good cup of coffee, like, you know, in like a beautiful, whatever season change, but let's be real. I would much rather have like a little glow by a pool with, with my Bud Light Lime. Yeah. (laughs) With your Bud Light Lime. 
What is your favorite fast food restaurant? If you have to pick one. Just one? I Just one, Tiffany. There's so many. If I had to pick just one favorite fast food restaurant. I love fast food. Who doesn't? <laughs> hmm. I... Oh, shit. I hate to even say this out loud. <laughs> I don't even... I feel so guilty about it. I'm excited. Ugh. I definitely would say Chick-fil-A is my favorite fast food restaurant. Oh, because of the... Yeah, sure. I feel really bad about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, let me just make a list. Steak and Chick is great. McDonald's never fails. Burger King, you're all right with me. Wendy's, love your chicken nuggets. Okay, I'm disgusting. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, I would say Wendy's is definitely top. Love their spicy chicken nuggets. Um, we don't have it out here very much. It does exist in Orange County, but I love me some Sonic. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic Ice. I don't know what it is, but it just speaks to my heart. It's like a slushy in a cup. It's just great. A oh, but what we what I would always get is the one that's mixed with the um the icy slushy thing mixed with the vanilla ice cream. So you Ooh. could get like o- the ocean water, which is the blue one, and then you get the ice cream in it, and they mix it all together, and it's like a dream sickle. Interesting. I've never tried that before. Oh my god! I just love so that good. you can get everything you could ever want there <laughs> they also have good marketing like they still have funny commercials those I guys know. have been doing those commercials for like 20 years i can't believe we don't have more of them like why do we not have them in la like what happened something I happened know. <laughs> something, something happened. went awry <laughs> something went awry with sonic i don't know um also honorable mention to taco bell just because you can eat so much for so yeah cheap. i love taco bell <laughs> and carl's jr so basically my answer is all of the fast food <laughs> <laughs> i guess what i'm saying is Fast food is all right with me. Yeah. Fast yeah. food is still all right with me. Yeah. Fast food is still all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a DC Talk reference. Mm-hmm. If you could be an animal, what would you be? Probably a dolphin. Oh, that's cool. I think I'm I'm very afraid of water. I'm, I At this point, I wouldn't say very afraid, but I've had a fear of water, and I want to be more adventurous, and I think a dolphin sort of emanates a good combo of what I would want to be in an animal and also exist in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to say like eagle so I could fly, but I think I think a dolphin. Yeah, I would choose definitely a flying creature or just like a standard household dog. Oh, really? A dog? Hell yeah. Why? They, they got it made. Are you kidding me? They have it made. But that's They like... get to lay in the sunshine. They get to l- sleep on the bed. They get to have a bath if they want. They get to play they get to go to all the places they're universally adored if they're cute true they also a lot of them get table food like you still get to have bacon if you're a dog if you're a bird like not so much but have you ever thought about i feel like i hear you and i don't disagree i'm just challenging you because i can it's almost like though domesticated animals it's like they're in a cult but they don't know (laughs) (laughs) because like honestly i hear all of that and i see watson and i'm like like you feel like you did something bad to him No, they think this is amazing because that's all they know. But, like, really, they could be, like, roaming. Then he goes to the farm and it's like, oh, I could have 10 acres to live on? Like, Oh, no. I I don't think that's better. But, like, the alternative is they're wild. And, like, they, they... You don't want to be a wild Watson. But, but have you seen Tiger King? Could you make the same argument for the tigers? Do you think they're better in the cages? Versus being out in the no, wild. No, but they're not domesticated. It's super different. Like, it totally. Home, it's like, true. Animals are not necessarily caged. Yeah. They still have freedoms. No, of course. Of course. Listen, Brittany. Of course. They have amazing lives. 
I would never come back as a dog, but I hear what you're saying. I would absolutely, like, if I could come back as my dog, I absolutely would have. Yeah. Like, if I could come back and live Gilligan's life, his life was dope. But it just feels like, so, okay, let's, I'm just making argument again for argument's sake. I agree. Gilligan's life was dope. But if you were yourself and could come back as an animal, you would want to come back and just live in like a little, just a house. Yeah, because it's way freaking more awesome to be a human than like pretty much anything else. I know, but then like go explore another world than be stuck in it. For me, I just wouldn't want to be stuck in a house or like even like a yard. But like, yeah, but like I took Gilligan everywhere. Like Gilligan ate at Don Cuco's at the table. Yeah. Like, you know, he went to the Hollywood sign. He went hiking in Runyon. He's been to the beach and he's been swimming in the ocean. Yes, I would want to come back as Gilligan. No, I I hear you. Just making an argument. I think, and based on that, Brittany, you should take Watson out of the house more. Oh, yeah. We don't take him because we have kids and other people. So No, totally. But the kids are getting big enough that, like, like Nadia can wrangle him. Well, and we've taken him on hikes and stuff before. He yes. hasn't been to the, I don't know if he's ever been to the ocean. We should, we need to take him. Totally. There's dog, there's dog beaches out there. What is your idea of a perfect date? I love grand gestures and I love surprises, but I wouldn't want to be in a surprise situation where I didn't know how to dress or look or something Mm. for sure. So I would want to be like, get yourself together. And then amazing food has to be involved. I'm very into gifts. So a gift should be involved. I feel like I'm describing a proposal, not a date. <laughs> hey, maybe your favorite date would be a proposal. I I don't know. No. Um, okay, I take it all back. It would start with cocktails somewhere. Then we would move on to a private chef situation. Then there would be some sort of like entertainment involved, whether it's like a show or whatever, something like that. And now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like my perfect date was my 32nd birthday. Like Josh took me to this place where we had cocktails and there was like tableside magic. Oh, okay. And then we went to dinner at Boa and had like the best steak of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember, like, I think we just went home after that. There was no show or anything. So I guess it was almost the perfect date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tough crowd. What would yours be? Uh, mine would mostly involve wanting to do something that I haven't done before. So like living in a place like L.A., uh, one of the last things that we did when we could go on date nights, which feels like forever oh God, ago, was that Curtis like organized for us to go do the whole like slide down, yes. um, the see-through slide like up on the top. Basically, there's this like huge building in LA, like downtown, and there's this slide that's like made of um, I don't know, like glass or plexi, whatever. It basically you can see out across the whole city below you and above you and it's like three seconds it's so short but it was this whole thing where we like had a bottle of wine and like sat on the top and watched the sunset and I would prefer to always do something different even if it's like doesn't turn out to be the best date ever just like the effort of something new and Mm -hmm. different I feel like but my pairing with the food thing is usually if we're going to do an activity that's different then I want it to be like a comfort food like I want it to be If we're going to do multiple things like drinks, dinner, and an activity, I want one of them to be something that is like a common comfort. So like, for example, we had a drink before, went up, went and did that activity, but then we had like ramen at a place that we both love for our dinner, just as like a sort of rounding it out. Yeah. 
so that it's not all just like what if this goes wrong or what if this goes wrong but like one thing that kind of makes it feel like no matter what we know this will be good yeah so. my perfect date also ends with like super making out yeah <laughs> like legit. totally i agree yeah making out is so underrated people don't get it yeah as Esther Perel says if you <laughs> open these lips you open these lips <laughs> That's just what it. That's really good. That's what Esther says. Oh, I like. I love this one. Is there anything you're really stressed out about right now? I know. No, no. Everything is just great. Again. <laughs> what was your favorite subject in school? Definitely like the reading, language arts type classes. I didn't like it so much when it turned into English, mm. because English was like let's dissect. Like the meaning of, you know, the themes in the book and stuff. And I was like, I'd rather just read it because this is supposed to be pleasurable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those were definitely, I loved like the language arts and reading and stuff because you just got to read. And then in language arts, you got to figure out how to put a sentence together well. So I loved that. Ooh. What about you? In- <laughs> You're like, that's disgusting. <laughs> you got to learn how to put a sentence together well. Ugh. I know. And I didn't even put that sentence together well, which is quite uh, contradictory. Oh, that's that's some grossness right there. But that's okay. I love you for it. (laughs) Um, My well, my favorites would definitely have been math and science. But I will say up until high school, I was like a prolific reader. Like it was like you'd have those summer things where like, how many books can you read? And I was just like, killing it oh, with yeah. how many and then we hit a point in high school where what you're talking about where it was all just like the grammar and like all the ugh, just like the yucky stuff that I can't stand <laughs> and it just took what I really enjoyed which was the like English as a subject and it turned it into something that I just did not enjoy anymore and so I feel like as soon as it tried to make English scientific I stopped liking it but yeah math science is definitely my definitely my subjects yeah. I loved math until like honestly until like eighth grade. I loved it. Yeah. And I was always really good at it too. It was when it started getting into like the trigonometries and stuff like that. I didn't like trigonometry either. I loved mm-hmm. algebra. Algebra was like Me too. fun. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was fun too. It felt very, it was like logic based and um, yeah. I was always really good at it. It really was about 10th grade when I started doing trig and calculus and stuff and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And yeah. um, physics too had so much math in it, like yeah. high level math and I my brain did not excel in it but I also it's such a funny time because I was starting to it was like puberty so yeah. I was like <laughs> you know obsessed with boys and you know had so many like boyfriends and stuff so I didn't give a shit about high level math <laughs> no it makes like, sense yeah. you know but like it truly was so distracting yeah. it's like if you I understand why people with like high achieving children don't want them to date in a certain way because sense. it does become such a distraction. I'm like, I can't wrap my head around this when I'm wrapping my heart around love. <laughs> How could and I? And body parts around other body yeah. parts. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's its own geometry. Speaking of which, that made me think of corn dogs. I could go for one. <laughs> we made mini corn dogs yesterday, and they were delicious. Really? How funny. I could totally go for a corn dog. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is a good last question. Great. And if you feel like you have a better one, let me know. But this one's good. What is your favorite trip that we have ever gone on together? Ooh. And we've gone on a lot of trips. 
Yeah, that's a good question. But they're also different. Okay, well, maybe like what is... It could be what is one of your favorite memories from a trip we've gone on together then. Can we list some of them just so I can like as oh, I'm yeah. processing? Okay. Totally. So list away. We have like early days Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. We have lots of trips to the lake. Yep. Lake Arrowhead. We've got uh, Las Vegas. We've got Napa. We've got Temecula. We have the like the whole Caribbean cruise. The whole Caribbean cruise. New York City. Oh yeah. Oh New York City. Oh my God. There's so I many. I know. We've been a lot of places together. Oh. Okay. This that didn't that didn't help. That made it harder. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I'm like they all have something different. Like New York with the girls. It was just. Something I've never done or experienced in my life. That was such a fun trip. And we went to like multiple Broadway shows. Yeah. Just like the most amazing food, like the funniest Uber, or I guess they were taxis, taxi rides. Yeah. That might be, that might have to top it. I, I like, I literally forgot about New York as we were talking about that till you said New York. Well, it's so funny because we went to New York City during like one of the most traumatic times of my life. And so. I have really clear memories of it and then I have like black spots yeah in it yeah because I was just like dealing with so much but the all of the memories that I do have of it are so happy yeah I kind of forgot the time period because like as soon as you say that then it takes me back to like moments where I remember that part of it but like my but I will say my memory of it is not that at all it's like the parts like it's like the good stuff oh yeah you know it was so good yeah we we filled I think we were there for four days and we made them so filled and so restorative my like saddest thing about that trip I would say is that like there were a few people who couldn't come on it and it was so amazing anyway was it four of us there were four of us yeah me you Tiffany and Kelsey yes so yeah 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 Oh, we just had the best time. Yeah. But uh, I think that's probably one of my favorites. And then again, like you mentioned, the lake trips are always so, so special. And Big Bear and everything with everybody, like all of those are so special. But um, Pachanga was also really fun. We just had a great time that weekend. Uh, Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I remember just standing in the swim up bar pool. It felt like we escaped to another world, even though it was like an hour and a half away. Let's do it again. Like as soon as this is up. Pachanga. I'm going on all the trips. <laughs> yeah. Same. Pachanga, baby. Yeah. Oh, they have a great swim up bar. Oh, I love it. That was, this is like a sad question to go out on for this week because it's like, <laughs> like please. Uh, we can't do anything. I know. But I want to go to Europe. We've never done Europe altogether. I would, do, I would love to do Europe altogether and I would love to do like Northeast, like, um, oh, I would love to, do like Northeast. a Martha's Vineyard yeah. or Nantucket kind of thing. I would love thing. to do that. I feel like this yeah. whole thing that's happened with, the coronavirus i mean i know who knows when we're gonna be out of it but like we're gonna make all the trips and i think people are just gonna be like fuck it like let's just go like i mean finances are gonna be important but like bucket (laughs) list stuff is happening asap yeah 100 percent. and like here's the thing like we say so often we're all gonna die (laughs) we say it all the time that should be our thing we end on like we're all gonna (laughs) die so who's next (laughs) Oh, it feels insensitive right now, but it is true. Yeah. We're all going to die. Josh and I were looking at this thing about the Spanish flu. Did you know, like, was it 3 million or 300 million? A lot of people died. Yeah. During the, the Spanish, Spanish flu. In 1918 or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. 1918. That was the year my uh, papa was born. Wow. In 1918. And I'm like, you're lucky you even lived. I know. It's crazy because it took over everything. I think, I, whatever, don't quote me, but I think it was 300 million. Wow. That is 
devastating. So we're just lucky to be alive. And while we're here, let's spend all the money that we do or don't have because we're going to die anyway. And it literally does not matter. So on that note, you want to play us out? (laughs) 